0: Hi, Seema.
1: Hello. How how are are you?
0: I'm awesome. Thank you. How are you? Doing well. Very good. All right. So we got a bunch of people joining in here. Hi, everybody. Um, All right. So let's get started. Thank you all for coming to watch The Art of Mindful Medicine. This is episode eight. I am Dr. Seth Gilson, uh, biological dentist, certified yoga teacher, speaker, and coach. And my very special guest today is Dr. Seema Desai. Um, so I'm going to give you a, a quick little um, rundown, an intro for Cima. Uh Dr. Sima Desai graduated from Midwestern State University with a bachelor's degree, degree in, science, in science, a degree in biology, and a minor in chemistry. She received her dental degree in 2008 from the University of Texas Health Science Center in, at San Antonio. Sema wears a lot of hats, she says. Uh, she's a wife, a mom of two a dentist, and now a blogger, just to name a few. Some of Seema's passions are yoga, mindfulness, and eco-conscious living, which I love, all three of those. Uh, <laughs> um, she says it has become her personal mission to raise a generation of mindful future leaders, to, be, to bring mindfulness to medicine, and to help everybody, everyone live with kindness for themselves, each other, and the planet. So that's Great. Beautiful. And Tima, thank you very much for coming on. You can, if you want to say hi to everybody. Hi um,
1: guys. How's it going? Um, <coughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me on. It's really, I've been looking forward to this. Yes.
0: It's my pleasure. Um, all right. So as always, let's start with gratitude. So if you could please let us know three things that you are grateful for today.
1: Uh, one is my family. Um, I know that seems like a pretty common one, but (laughs) growing up for me, I'm an only child Mm -hmm. and, um, my parents are, I mean, I, my childhood was fine. It wasn't, you know, but it was just kind of lonely and quiet. Um, and when I met my husband, his family is huge Mm -hmm. and just (laughs) so full of life and all of his cousins are really close to one another. Um, and so it's been amazing. Being married into this family mm-hmm. for you know for years now, and um, really getting to have that brother sister mm-hmm. relationship um, that I never had as a kid. So, um, and I'm certainly grateful for my side of the family as well. But um, you know, without without this other side, I don't think I could have experienced uh, family craziness the way that I'm getting to now. So I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, my family. The second thing I'm really grateful for is. Um, I'm actually grateful that I was able, it's not something I would wish on anyone uh, necessarily, but I um, had postpartum depression Mm
2: -hmm.
1: with my first child. And now that I'm through it and on the other side, I'm really grateful for that experience because it's, you know, made me who I am. So I'm grateful for for having been challenged to grow stronger through that. and thirdly, I'm grateful for my mindfulness practice. Um, Beautiful, because I feel like it's been able to really up the ante as far as what what I, is possible for one person to do. So. Absolutely,
0: I mean, and and the second one, I don't think you, there's anything. To, and I, I know you said you wouldn't push that upon anybody, but um, it made you into who you are today, and it made yeah. the third thing you're grateful for possible for you. So, um, right, that, exactly. that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we all we all go through our our challenges and, and trials and tribulations, and um, yeah. that, that was just your journey, and um, we're definitely gonna, if you're, if you're wanting to, we'll definitely get into that a little bit more. Um, yeah. But I definitely want to start with uh, you telling us a little bit about you, your family, personal story growing up, where you're, you and your family are from, things like that.
1: Okay, well, um, I was actually born in this tiny town, um, Wichita Falls, Texas. Okay. It is um, really close to the Oklahoma border, and um, back, you know, years ago, it was not a, not a town that was really all that diverse. Um, so it presented its own challenges mm-hmm. uh, and its own, I guess, it threw the gauntlet down in, in very many ways. Um, I stayed at home for college and then got out of there as fast as I could. I needed to spread my wings and <laughs> um, yeah, I went to dental school. I met my husband in, in uh, I was still in college, he was in med school. And, you know, we dated for five years, long distance, got married uh, mm-hmm. after, right after dental school and, you know, just, you know, interestingly enough, just had the, the white, you know, the house with the white picket fence and it mm-hmm. had kids. Um, growing up again, like I said before, was a little bit lonely. Um, I actually grew up in, uh, I guess I'd say it, my neither of my parents they're blue-collar workers mm-hmm. um but we grew up around people that were physicians and in healthcare, mm-hmm. and so that definitely impacted uh you know my mindset and what i wanted to do and um you know it was trying to find a balance between working all the time mm-hmm. as i saw my parents friends do versus uh you know versus finding something else to do that maybe i don't know it, it was never Never was it spoken to me about going out and finding your passion mm-hmm. or you know, doing what really resonates with you as, a, as your higher purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of like, and I get it, you know, coming from somebody that, from, from a background that was financially challenged, you know, you got to do something that's going to put food on the table. Um, so that was, that was uh, an experience for sure, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, pretty, pretty normal childhood other than that.
0: But, I, where are your parents from?
1: My parents are from India, so okay. they gra- they immigrated uh, to the U.S. in 1982 okay. um, to New Jersey, and then they moved to Texas because my dad had family um, in Wichita Falls, and so he just went somewhere where there was family, and it mm-hmm. wasn't so cold. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> I, I don't blame him for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I I have not, I have heard of Wichita Falls, but I have not been there, so.
1: Yeah, um, I get a lot of, um, oh, Kansas, and you're like, no, not not Wichita, Wichita Falls, so, yeah.
0: uh, Great, and so I know you said you had um, a little bit of a lonely childhood being an only child and things like that, and you said it was a small town?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not small, like, I I live in a suburb, and it's 100,000 people thereabouts, Uh and that's how big Wichita Falls is, it's just the fact that it's, geographically kind of remote like it takes two hours to get to Dallas two hours to get to Oklahoma City Mm -hmm. um and so you're just kind of in the middle of nowhere by that regard Um, (laughs) I think it's better now I honestly um, haven't been back enough but like to to really fairly say one way or another but growing up it was not as diverse as I
0: would like it to be. (laughs) No, I can understand. I mean, also as a kid, it's like, I mean, you you have to rely on other people to get around too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was, yeah, I mean, I I definitely got bullied for religion for, Mm -hmm. you know, I would get recalled like that foreign girl, even though I was born in the same Mm -hmm. town Mm -hmm. as a lot of these people. Um, And my family was different, right? Like we're this immigrant family and were culturally different, mm-hmm. um, so it, it was Very just different. so new to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: cu- yeah, the culture. I mean, not not so much for. I mean, for you, but I mean, for your parents, that that cultural difference is. I mean, that's from my understanding. Vastly different. So. It's
1: vastly different, and then, <laughs> I mean, also too, it's it's not only vastly different, but I'm their only child, and I'm a girl, mm-hmm. um, so I spent that's a true. lot of time, you know, being told no because I'm a girl. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I, I just kind of, for a long time, accepted it as like, okay, I can't because I don't have a penis, yeah. you know, and that's just kind of how things are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it it took a long time for my parents to really accept and trust. And and, and I and this is not knocking my parents. I can't imagine picking up my entire life. Mm-hmm moving and they moved not in the days of the internet. I mean, this yeah. was, you know, like yours, I remember them when they would call home and they would scream into the phone because you, the connection was so terrible, right? Wow. Um, just screaming their, their heads off to try and get what they were saying across and they mm-hmm. would write, you know, letters that would take a month to get to and from. And, um, so, um, so yes, it is our culture very much. Um, yeah. Sorry, I took my glasses off because <laughs> I, the, I felt like there was a lot of blue light being reflected back on the image, and okay. so I took, so if I, if I don't respond to something.
0: It's I, all good. Hey, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll read the questions for you if, if, okay. if there's any questions, things, and that, speaking of which, once we get into this a little bit more, everybody, and when you do have questions, feel free to write them in. Um, I'll, I'm going to write them down, and at the end, if we have time, we're either going to do a Q&A or what I'm going to do is end this live video like I did last week and just restart a new one just a couple minutes afterward. And then we'll do uh, maybe 10 or 15 minute Q&A or discuss something that um, anybody is really interested in discussing. Uh, Right. So keep moving along. So childhood, um, Was there anything that you ever really wanted to be when you grew up?
1: Um, So my mom uncovered this, like she was cleaning out the house and she found this piece of paper that um, I had written when I was seven and it was, I want to be a doctor
2: when I grow up. And I think
1: it was partially just because I didn't know what else you could be, right, yeah. like, <laughs> um, I know I didn't want to be a mechanic like my dad because that seemed really, uh, you know, challenging uh-huh. uh, in a way that, you know, not challenging in a good way, and so, um, and nothing against, you know, auto auto workers, I don't mean that at um, all, I just no, saw him I, struggle. I,
0: yeah, and I, especially, coming, like, I mean, you just a few of the cultural differences you said, and, and some, like, I, I'm sure there was a good amount of discrimination, unfortunately, um, yes. in that time, so... Yeah. And mechanics, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I totally understand. Um,
1: right. Yeah. I mean, and I, yeah, again, this is not really to, to knock any profession. And, yeah, and no, that's kind of what I was getting at before I stopped was, um, you know, I can't imagine picking up my whole life and moving here and English being your second language. And they spoke English before they came, but,
0: I'm you know, it's
1: <laughs> different. Yeah, no, but our culture, you know, here is different. And um the way we live is different mm-hmm. and you know just trying to really assimilate but then you know i i definitely felt that pull back and forth like um they didn't really teach me about a lot of the the cultural holidays like Diwali or Holi or any of that stuff i learned as an adult because mm-hmm. i want to um
0: which i'm but sure then, that like, made I them gonna, happy
1: uh yeah you know they they've said things here and there but um I think they just don't know what to do with it, really. because um, I honestly I think it's been so long, uh-huh. truly. I think it's been so long for them that they've forgotten. So now when you ask about stuff, it's very like, Oh, well, we used to do this, but you know, I don't remember it, it's it's you know, my dad's like yeah, of course. close to seventy five, right? Yeah, so mean, he doesn't
0: I get it. The details in yeah. his twenties are not too detailed anymore. So Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Um, so definitely that push and pull, like they wouldn't really teach me about that stuff because they didn't want me, they wanted me to assimilate. They were just doing their best. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the other hand, I remember being told like girls your age in India would already be married off and be running the house. Like how come you can't cook or clean or like what? It was a lot of, so when I talk about a lonely childhood, it was a lot of like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, where do I fit in with in relation to my peers or relation to my family? Um, you know, I wanted to make my parents happy with expectations, but I was really unhappy the Mm -hmm. entire time. Um, and it wasn't until I met my husband that I got this like breath of fresh air and he was very much like therapy for me in that, um, we, we had a really toxic relationship when we first started out just because I didn't know how to be with someone. Mm Um, and have a healthy line of communication because my parents didn't model that for me, mm-hmm. and um, so it was it was interesting for sure. We we grew up together a lot, but it was a lot of it was because he was willing to stick around and like help me through that's beautiful my own issues. Yeah, yeah so
0: that's awesome. That's amazing that um, to find somebody like that. I mean, pretty quickly after I guess moving out of the house and things. So yeah, um, yeah. and not going through like. 10, 20 people (laughs) to get there. That's very fortunate, it seems. So, um, and I know you said you, you grew up, um, with a lot of, uh, people that, that were in medicine, but was there anything that really inspired you to get into the health and medical field?
1: Um, honestly, brutally, honestly, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not, I think the whole idea of helping people. Yeah. Um, and it was really the only thing I knew. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did it and I'm glad I did. Um, but there wasn't any like one defining moment where I was like, yes, this is what I was meant to do.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, (laughs) I just kind (laughs) of
1: wound up there and, um, you know, it's, I was never as a result because I think I wasn't really drawn to it the way a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, dental school was, you know, I didn't, I I know no one really enjoys going through the ringer, right? Like, let's be fair. But I never, like, geeked out about stuff. I was like, all right, I'll learn it because this is what you got to learn to be a a doctor, right? Mm So I learned it. And then um, my relationship with it was just kind of, well, I'm going to stop when I have kids because I want to. And that was always the case. I wanted to be there for them and not have to. I I didn't want to be in a position where I would have to juggle that. Mm -hmm. So that's how we made life choices was according to that goal that we both that we both shared. Okay. Um, so with each kid, I stayed at home, um, two years each. That's cause that's just the longest that the state of Texas allows without going to practice, like going through extra hoops to, to, gotcha. um, maintain your license. Right. Okay. So, and then after that, um, I went back part time just because I wanted to make sure that I was there for the kids too. So
0: yeah, of course. Yeah. No, that's great. And, and what influenced you to, to get into dentistry?
1: Excuse me. Um, I think that, I, I really like procedure based things. Mm-hmm. Um so that was definitely something I also felt like dentistry compared to other um other types of doctors and like medical doctors it's just a guaranteed better work life balance.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I completely in that there's not agree that we with get you.
1: calls and <laughs> things like that. Um and and of course if you choose to do so great but um it was honestly just something that I thought was Going to be able to offer me that ability to be wife, mom, doctor without then being constantly on call or, you know, just running around like a chick- chicken with my head cut off. Mm-hmm. Um, ways I think he offered more flexibility, but uh, at, the, at that time, this is, that's why I picked, dentist, really.
0: It's breaking up a little bit, but. You there? Mm. Oh, now I can. Yeah, now here. it's fine. Okay, Good. cool. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I could hear you, but like the, the screen just uh, froze oh, the screen. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but I could hear you. Um, I, and I agree with you. I mean, I had a, a very similar experience and thought process going through it that um, I, about constantly being on call and going going through rotations and rounds and things like that in the hospital um, and, and, and being more hands-on and direct with patients was, was something that um, I, I really liked because I played soccer my whole life I was a goalie was using my hands. so like I was constantly yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I like being hands on so right totally right. makes sense to me um so while you were on the the journey in school and like like you said and I completely agree i don't I don't really know of anybody that like loved going to dental school and going through right. i i call it like a hazing process to be perfectly honest yeah. and I think I actually yeah. heard one of the professors <laughs> say that which I was like. Okay, so let's just let's just keep moving along that's here. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. um, what, what is the, um, one of the most significant challenges you had to overcome while you were on that journey in school?
1: Oh, gosh. You know, I really, that's a tough one, simply because I feel like five years ago, I would have been able to pop that answer off really quickly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but my mindset's changed a lot since then. So... I feel like that's, that's more of a difficult question to answer. I know Mm -hmm. that for most of us, like going through the first two years is hard because it's so much book learning Mm -hmm. and, you know, all that stuff. Um, The second two years you do have more free time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, you get to, you know, once you finally get to clinic and you're finally like the BMOC there, um, it's, it's nice to have that time. But then I felt like, one of the biggest challenges for me was I didn't feel inspired to actually practice real world dentistry. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our attendings have come from a military background or they did come from a military background. Oh, okay. And so the way the military practices dentistry is very different than real world uh-huh. dentistry. Um, and you know, a lot of it was just very, very detail oriented in ways that don't necessarily prepare you for going out and then seeing a real-life patient in the real world where production matters uh-huh. and um, and you know it is a balance right it's a balance of no amount of money should trump patient care
0: a hundred percent
1: at all however there is something to be said for being efficient and mm-hmm. understanding how to manage your time yeah. so um, I think that that was definitely something that maybe could have been worked on better
0: mm-hmm okay yeah Um. And is there anything that uh, specifically that helped to motivate you throughout the process? Getting done. Just what <laughs> <just about laughs> now. Man. The light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Uh. Um, all right. So um, now shifting a little bit uh, away from dentistry and to, to overall health, what, what is your, your personal views on, on, on health of the people in the, overall in the United States? And, and how has that changed since you actually became a dentist? Your views on that?
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's unfortunate, um, really, where we stand uh, as mankind, particularly where we are as a country, um, for a lot of a lot of reasons. But specific to health, too, it's it's. Um, I mean, you and I were talking about this a little bit uh, when we spoke a few days ago about how the American diet just isn't what it needs to be for a human body to sustain life. Mm-hmm the way we are meant to live it right yeah and so um, I think our culture has turned to this you know quick fix now 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 and it doesn't it, there is no it's a very mindless culture
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which I think impacts everything it impacts our health It impacts physical health emotional health mm-hmm. um, oh, you know the health of our planet the health of our relationships everything
2: yeah
1: Um, and so it's always a shocker for me to, you know, because especially now during quarantine, we're all in our little bubbles. Right. Mm-hmm. So we make these choices. Um, n- not everyone's thinking about the cho- same choices as everyone else is. And so
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you go and you hear about like, oh, well that this is how they do things in this house versus when you go back into your bubble, it's it's interesting what varying degrees of um, choices people make. So,
0: yeah, um, I it, it really is. Um... And I've, I've had um, a bunch of discussions with, with patients on, on my own with this about what, what they choose to eat. Um, yeah. And, and a, a, lot of, a lot of the problems that I've noticed that people have um, are financially driven, um, right. but uh, a lot of people aren't. And uh, um, in my experience, and I use this analogy all the time, a lot of people pay attention more to the type of gas they put in the car than the food they put in their mouth. Yeah. And it's extremely unfortunate. And like you said, it affects everything. I mean, from, from your, your emotional state, your, obviously your, your physical state, and, and just your, your overall energy and how you um, project yourself into the world. Um, right. It, it really makes a big difference. Um, right. J- just the quality of, of the food that we eat is extremely important. Um, right. And our mouths, yeah. <clears throat> that's one thing that really, um, and in, in the past few years, I've really started to, to think about it more because we didn't talk about this kind of stuff in dental school, like how <clears throat> no. the things you eat. And, and uh, obviously, infections in your mouth and things like that, they, they through the bloodstream, translate to the rest of your body. But we don't talk about gastrointestinal health and how the, the food we eat influences um, the rest of the gastrointestinal tract. Because if there's an infection in your mouth, whether you're drinking water or eating pizza, whatever it is, when you swallow, that bacteria and things are going with it. Right. And, and it's I mean, going leaky to affect... gut
1: wasn't a thing, right? Yeah. Like correct me if I'm wrong, but leaky gut wasn't a thing. Functional medicine was just, you know I don't I don't it was remember there.
0: ever being talked about in, in, when I was in school. No,
1: no. <clears throat> and we, we definitely in dental school, that is something in all in all schooling in general, I feel every child should be, you know, educated. gradually exposed to educa- yeah. educated yeah. on truly, truly, truly what types of food. Um, But particularly as we get into, you know, you're going to train a bunch of doctors. You need to be talking about food. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're going to train Um, other educators. You need to educate them properly on what people are putting. Because, and one of the things I tell people is 80% of the battle per se of their health is what they do at home. And and if we're not able to educate people as to what to properly do at home beyond brushing and flossing and coming in for cleanings, I mean, how, how, how benefit, I mean, how, how much can we really help them? (laughs)
1: No, it's an uphill battle. It's interesting. My brother-in-law just told me yesterday we were speaking and he goes, so they they, apparently um, they were trying to figure out what like what drives people to pick up, you know, why, why are milkshakes so popular in the morning? Like for a lot of these moms that drop their kids off. They're doing, you know, the run around. And you know, for a lot I, of parents, I, I should say mom specifically, par- <laughs> I didn't either. And oh. apparently milkshakes are like a big deal. Um, and it's because there is a population that perceives that to be a healthy, quick meal replacement for them to get. And it's sad. Like we as a public s- school system have failed because mm-hmm. that's not anywhere near healthy. Yeah. Um, and I, I know you had mentioned, um, like you have someone very close to you that they, they come from you know a country where if you don't have the socioeconomic means your diet is very high in you know veggies and fruits and things yeah. that you should be Nutri-
0: nutrient-dense foods
1: right <laughs> versus where,
0: this culture yeah. where this
1: culture is it's not. the opposite you can get away with never eating a veggie and then yet you know concurrently you have hypertension you have insomnia you have other hormonal imbalances mm-hmm. you have you know, dental caries, you have, you know, MIs and diabetes and, and all sorts of other things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think that the two biggest, the three biggest uh, medicines that we overlook and we don't stress enough are sleep, food, and sunshine.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I most mean, people are stuck in, inside a cubicle where right. there's not even a window. <laughs>
1: right. So they
0: don't even, if they didn't have a clock or, or a watcher, they don't even know what time it is.
1: <laughs> right it, it's it's very sad to see the state of how things are but I think it's because we've become so disconnected from nature we've kind of you know we have these beautiful buildings and cities and I believe that they can coexist I'm not trying oh, to say like, everyone go out and live in the country
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> um I could not do that I'm a city girl like I need to you know but that being said you know we've we have be- become disconnected with nature mm-hmm. and and that's why it's so easy for us to just you know, oh, you know, single-use plastics, whatever, we'll throw it away and we're done. We can move on with the rest of our day. But is your day really worth moving on to if you're not connecting with your higher self and trying to make yourself a better person Mm -hmm. so that you can make others better? Mm -hmm. That's the whole goal, right, Mm -hmm. is to move everyone towards a higher state of consciousness. It is a collective good.
0: 100%. Um,
1: That's what I feel.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, just the, the simple fact that like we, what we were talking about with the, the different cultural differences, I mean, this is the United States of America. I mean, we have a plethora and, and, and tons of resources. There's no reason that people shouldn't have access, easy access and right. honestly inexpensive access to nutrient dense foods. I mean, right. I, I'm not even necessarily talking about just going organic, even though obviously that's what I try and do almost all the time as much as I can. Right. But I mean, at least just, I mean, there's no reason that, that Brussels sprouts should be the same price or more expensive than a Big Mac or something like right. that. I mean, it's right. just, it doesn't make sense yeah. to me.
1: <laughs> and this nonsense that kids can't eat veggies, like I don't buy it. Like my kids have never, ever, I mean, are they going to pitch fits here and there? Of course. Are yeah. they going to want to ask for cookies and chocolate and you know of course they're kids yeah. I want cookies and chocolate <laughs> why would they not want cookies and chocolate yeah but my point is you know and and again I I realize that I am speaking uh, especially in today's current t- climate I, I realize I'm speaking from a point of privilege mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't make it less valid in the sense that what I'm saying is because I believe that it should be the case for everyone mm-hmm. everyone should be able to have fresh fruits and veggies mm-hmm. um, you know my kids eat them they you know we put balsamic and a little olive oil salt pepper you know every now and then we'll throw in a drizzle of honey and roast them they 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 are inhaling these mm-hmm. veggies yeah. and you know the the nonsense that it's like oh if it's green you know we set them up for that mindset you mm-hmm. know i can't tell you how many times where i've heard someone ask my kids like you like veggies, and you're just sitting here like, why, why are you asking it like that? Yeah,
0: like, why? What's the tone about? Like,
1: <laughs> you like it, you like veggies, right? Like, what veggies do you like? That's it's it's a very simple um, mindset shift that we are yeah. in desperate need of. And, and so. it's
0: just it translates to like in like, what you're talking about. There's just an imbalance overall, and I think right. in our culture. And um, right. I mean, it's not like you can only eat fruits and vegetables. Just that's what yeah. most of what your, your nutrition should be coming from. I mean, right. uh, to be perfectly honest, sugar has zero nutritional value. We're, right. we're talking about added sugars. I mean, there's just no real need to have it in our diet, but I understand the attraction to it right. by all means. Every right. once in a while, sometimes have some, but it's just yeah. create a healthy balance. And I don't look, I, and like you said, you're speaking from a position of privilege. I feel the same way. But your socioeconomic status does not prevent you from educating yourself on what is right to right, so what to aspire right. to do. And right. to be perfectly honest, right. you can grow your own food. Seeds cost right. cents. <laughs> so, right. and yes, it takes time and it takes dedication, and things like that. But there are ways, I know people that create ways for themselves to make these things happen. So right. it, it, it is possible right. and everybody's circumstances are different and to be perfectly honest, that's one of the reasons why I started doing these types of things because I want to help be some sort of a resource for people, or at least if right. I don't know how to do something, I can meet other people that know how to do these different things. Exactly. So yeah, um,
1: I mean, and I feel like too, it's it's not necessarily socioeconomic status that determines diet, um, although I mean, yes, it's a huge mm-hmm. key player, uh, but there are lots of people who have you know ample financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And you know they're still driving through McDonald's. They're 100%. still you know buying these I, I, processed foods. That I've seen it. No one, you know, no one. Need, there's no reason anyone needs McDonald's. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's
0: just I, not. I agree with you. I mean, the, like to each his own, and obviously people can do whatever they want. But I 100% agree with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. I don't see the value in, and and I certainly don't mean to take away from anybody's entrepreneurial, you know, drive. You own a McDonald's franchise? I you know, support your, I don't even know, but I mean, I just <laughs> I like we, I, I, I understand that there is not, this is not a one-sided issue. I understand it's a multifactorial issue. Of course. Yeah. Um, but you know, there is nothing wrong with eating lots of fruits and veggies, and there's, yeah. as you said, a multitude of ways to do
0: it. Yeah, and, and like, um, like Patty just said in the comments, I mean, it, it, the kids will eat what you give them. I mean, if you bring right. them up eating the correct things, first of all, neurologically speaking, it changes their palate. If, 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 a, right. if a child is used to eating something, and, and I think it was in the first seven years of life, something like that, that their, the, the, their palate is created neurologically, throughout the rest of their life, they're gonna be more prone to eat healthier right. nutrient dense foods. I mean, it's just, right. it, it's very simple and basic. I mean, and obviously there's cultural factors and I mean, religious factors and things like that that come into play. And, and how else as adults were raised is very different because we have more knowledge now to be perfectly honest about right. these things. The knowledge, the, right. the knowledge was there. It just wasn't so widespread. So right. I think now having the knowledge, even if you're not able to fully do it yourself and it's harder for an adult to, to make those changes, do it for your kids. Right. I mean, at least promote Please, that yeah. for them and give them the opportunity that you nec- didn't necessarily have. Right.
1: No, I, I agree. I mean, we grew up, I grew up eating McDonald's it, mm-hmm. it was, you know, a lot of conscious choice to go through and slowly, you know, you're not going to make these changes overnight. You're going to mm-hmm. make these changes, um, you know, maybe you're going to choose to pass on the McDonald's once that one time. Yeah. Right. And then maybe three or four months later, you're going to think about it again mm-hmm. Be like well, okay, you know, like, these, these are things that happen over time. And they're not things that I say out of judgment, because I was that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is not, you know, holier than thou, whatever. It, it, it's tough, especially when I, I was talked to I don't know if you follow the superhero dentist, but I was talking mm-hmm. to Dr. Luke he's a pedodontist. Um, and we were talking about how we are all products of a broken system. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, you know, it's like you go through school, they don't talk about diet the way they should, oh, anticipatory guidance. And then, you know, you want to avoid this. And these are foods that are high in sugar. These are foods that are not. Um, But they don't ever really talk to you about toothpaste. They don't talk to you about what's in toothpaste. They don't talk to you about what is, you know, these basic things that you should be telling people that are going to become health care providers and and being on the front lines as far as, you know, well checks and preventive care and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of grow up in the system and McDonald's is right by the dental school. So you roll in because, you know, you're going to be late for that gross anatomy test, and you've got to get something. And you're this poor dental student that doesn't have the time or the yeah. financial means. You're going to grab that fast food and then head to class, and mm-hmm. then wonder like, why am I so tired all the time?
0: Yeah, or you why know? can't you focus? Or, or why can't just I focus? Like falling asleep.
1: Yeah, I, I had five cups of McDonald's coffee. Why can't I focus? It's just, it's nuts. Um, but I, I, I really think that it, it, it's just such a. If we do it right, it can be a very Feasible, sustainable, both for habit-wise, lifestyle-wise, and and for the planet, Mm -hmm. sustainable um, shift. And, you know, it's way cheaper. Eating well is so much cheaper than on the back end having to be admitted to the hospital. Like, this is a drain on on society, Mm -hmm. I feel, Um, having all these people that, you know, they just haven't been, edu- it's not their fault. They have not. It's
0: education. It really is. It's really-
1: education. It's finance. It's just a lot of everything. And I, and again, it's not to assign blame to one person or one, you know, it, there is personal responsibility too. Oh, there, yeah. I'm not trying to say that there's not, but we need to, I feel like as society expect more and demand more so that everyone can be
0: healthier. Absolutely. Because
1: everyone has a right to being healthy.
0: hundred percent. And like you said, at the, at the end of the day, it's like, yes, you can there's the broken systems, there's this, that, and the other, but you have to be accountable for what you put in your body. Right. That's ultimately what it comes down to. So, yeah. um, I do want to shift a little bit cause we are going to come back to, to some of the, the health aspects. Um, but I want to talk about a little bit about mindfulness. Um, and in, in yeah. your own words, what is mindfulness?
1: Mindfulness is giving yourself a chance to be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you familiar with the story of the golden buddha no okay so in 1957 Mm -hmm. there was this monastery that was relocating or and and these monks these buddhist monks were removing the statue of buddha Mm -hmm. right And it was this big clay statue well in the process of moving it one of the monks noticed a crack and from the crack was emanating a golden light so upon further investigation they start to you know gently remove these layers that are you know, and they, turns out this statue is solid gold. Oh wow. Um, and what had happened was, I think it was like 200 years before that, mm-hmm. um, that, that monastery was being attacked by the Burmese army. So in an effort to preserve oh, what was valuable, amazing. the monks covered it yeah. in clay and all the monks were killed in that attack. So
0: no one ever knew oh, my God. that's amazing. about this
1: statue, right? so I, I that story um it, it resonated with me very deeply because I feel like we all have that in us. We all have that golden light uh-huh. that we you know we just have to uncover the layers of mud and gunk. um
0: <laughs> I, I can relate well, to that all, more than I can get into right now so. <laughs>
1: yeah, like I mean, we we all I, I mean you have to you have to just find a way to knock all that stuff off, mm-hmm. right, and mindfulness is that active choice to take that, you know, there's always a fork in the road. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of, it's it's simple, but it's not easy. I always say, Um, it's just starting with one thing. I feel like it's like this big giant web, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's like this big giant knot. And if you start on the outside edges, pick anywhere, pick sleep, pick food, pick exercise, pick whatever, start with one thing and become more aware, do some research, make some more conscious choices and slowly and surely, you know, you're going to start to see parallels Mm -hmm. and see how like, Oh, I started to do this over here, but now I kind of, you know, I started to work out and I started to do more yoga. Well, now I don't really want to eat that, you know, cheese pizza. I want to eat, you know, a veggie pizza instead. And Mm -hmm. then over time it's going to be, I just want the veggies. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it just, I feel like mindfulness is is really that active choice to love yourself enough to give, to allow yourself to be that that golden light.
0: Beautiful. That that's that's an amazing analogy and description to, to describe what mindfulness is. Um, and, and how would you say that you incorporate mindfulness in your daily life?
1: Um, so I start every morning with. Uh, I'm supposed to be writing it down. I'm not always the best at writing it down. But I do always start every morning with something that I'm truly grateful for. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm grateful for my food. I'm grateful for my house. Something that really makes my heart burst with gratefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get out of the bed unless I've had that. <laughs> okay. um, I may skip meditation for the day. I may, you know, everything else may fall apart. But that 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 habit now that I have of thinking about something that's grateful for, that's made my, you know, being something that, uh, to be grateful for has really helped me shift from the working from um, a mindset of depletion mm-hmm. to a mindset of abundance.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Um, so I feel like just that small, simple shift has allowed me to bring my attention to things that I would have otherwise just dismissed as like nothing, right? I wouldn't have even noticed. Or you it. just so oversee
0: it. Yeah. You
1: just oversee it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, no, that that that's... Absolutely true. And then, um, I'm obviously, I'm sure that translates over into, into practice. Um, and, and what, what were some things that, that you've been doing in practice that, that, um, how, or how do you incorporate mindfulness in your practice?
1: Uh, like my dental practice mm-hmm. or, um, I, you know, it's interesting when I have a procedure that's going South, mm-hmm. not going South, but just, it's just rough.
0: I know what you mean. It, um, it's just, you're not, it's not going as smoothly as you plan. Like, you, like if you wanted to do this, right. this prep in and get it all done in an hour, it's going to take you an hour and a half or something like that.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Or like the patient keeps gagging yeah. or, you know, the assistant's having an off day, yeah. or whatever. I've always found it best to just, I literally will just stop. I will mm-hmm. put everything down. If I can have the patient close and give him a break, I will. Mm-hmm. And I'll literally just move my spine, you know, I'll try to do like some Uttanasana, or, I mean, I don't even care. I will do it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, just a few yoga poses that I can do gloved up mask on. I'm not touching anything. Uh Um, so still scrubbed in anything that I can do to just move my body and move that Kundalini energy through. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll just kind of breathe and, and really, um, except that I have very little control over anything else other than my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just having faith that things will, I'll just, you know, stop and say, all right, I'm, I'm going to do my best here. And how things happen is how things happen. And Mm -hmm. we will, you know, I will be given the words to say if there was something that didn't go the way I wanted it Mm -hmm. to go. Yeah. Um,
0: And, And no, that's great. Because also if you, if you start stressing and get frustrated about it, I mean, that's just, that's going to translate to the assistant. It's going to translate to the patient and then everything's just going to take even longer.
1: Right.
2: So,
0: right. um, right. I, I completely understand that. That's a, that's a great way to display. And, and then the patient sees it too. Yeah. And, and you can talk to the patient throughout and they, and you can help calm them down. Yeah. So For th- sure. that's amazing. Um, and, and how did you find yoga? Cause I mean, obviously you're saying you can do some poses and move Kundalini energy. So what, what in your, what and when in your life did led you to yoga?
1: Yeah. So that, um, postpartum depression hit me in the face. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> um, again, being a product of the system, you know, I told my husband, I was like, something is wrong with me. And, you know, his response was, no, 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 no. You're just tired. Like, we had uprooted our life, we could move. We were in this tiny little transition space. Um, we couldn't find a house, so that was, there were all these other little stresses. He was taking his mm-hmm. boards, he um, was working a lot. he was like, you're just tired. Um, and I just kind of sat there and I felt, you know, like as support, and, he's, and I don't mean to say he wasn't supportive. He's obviously been amazing, but he just couldn't, he didn't know what to say. And mm-hmm. it was easier to deny it than um, then, you know, accept it head on. And I'm just sitting here like, well, now I just feel even more alone. Mm Um, and I, I don't know what to do. Um, so I just happened to find this. Um, so we put my son in Montessori school and by next door to the Montessori school, um, was this Bikram yoga studio. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to, I think I'm gonna give this a shot. And so I did that for a little while. Um, and it was interesting because we they would have us do camel pose, and I couldn't do it. I would just I would set myself up, and then I just couldn't go back. It would mm-hmm. be too much. I felt like a weight on my on my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I stuck with it and I kept going. And then eventually, I you know phased out of the Bikram yoga, but I did more yoga at home on YouTube. And just the more th- things calmed down, and I actually got acupuncture as well. Mm-hmm. So once I got everything back and righted the ship. Um, I just stuck with the yoga. It felt so good to do. And I, I felt like my body just was screaming at me if I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just stuck with it and it's something that I just really, really love to do now. So.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. And, and you were never introduced to that. I mean, obviously your parents were from India, so you, you, right. you were, you never really introduced to yoga before that?
1: Um, it's funny. Kids don't do what their parents ask them to do or, you know, and it was the, <laughs> the tone, right? It was a lot of like, you should do yoga and but I never saw my parents do it like yeah. not what they and and I love mom dad if you're watching I love you they, uh, but they just don't take care of themselves mm-hmm. that they just don't and um so it's a lot of like you should but I'm not gonna be that role model for mm-hmm. you and when I did see him do it when see my dad do it it was just kind of like this isn't fun this isn't something that I you know want to do and um, it was really just a push comes to shove situation
2: mm-hmm.
1: for me to be open to yoga. So, and I always, I try to keep that in mind when I talk to people about it. Cause you, I've met people that are like, I hate, I hate yoga. I can't stand it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't understand why anyone would want to do it. And I have to really work hard to remind myself that I was that person too.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we're on our own journey. That, that, that's yeah, what it comes down exactly. to. Um, we, yeah. we've all made mistakes. We've all been in are 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 strange and unhealthy places um but i, I yoga is really just a, again i mean it means connection so i mean the, the point of it all is to be able to connect deeper with yourself and in that connection you find that you are connected with everything and anything else going on around you and in throughout the universe so right. um it, it's an extremely peaceful um way to live in my opinion um, but right. it, again it's it, not it, a, it's, it's not taken a workout me, it's no. not, you don't
1: do yoga, you live it. Right? Exactly. So,
0: I mean, there's, and, and that's what people get confused about. And I think that's what, um, obviously my only experiences here in America, I mean, I think it, it it's touted as an exercise routine and mm-hmm. yes, the asanas, you, there there's power yoga and things like that where you can make it into a workout and that's fine. I mean, there's different ways to incorporate yoga into your life, but that's not all, the, that's not even close to all that yoga is. So, right. um, and right. I think that's what people really need to understand that it's, it just is a very centering practice and, and, and it brings a lot of peace to you, to yourself and, and creates a lot of peace in, in your life. So, Right, um, right. Um, and, and so if you could recommend something um, that people start doing right now to incorporate mindfulness in their life, what would be the one thing you'd recommend?
1: Um, I think it would be i feel like there's just so many little things (laughs) Mm -hmm. so many little 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 things that you can do that um if you make it a habit it just kind of becomes second nature
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um the gratefulness thing practicing gratefulness um either when you wake up in the morning or when you um, go to bed at night either one or Mm -hmm. both um is certainly a great place to start um i think so often too people are feeling a lot of things and we're told as kids, stop crying, Mm -hmm. stop, you know, stop feeling the way you're feeling, unless you're feeling happy. Mm -hmm. Happy is the only emotion that Mm -hmm. is okay. And I think we need to help undo that that neural, you know, wiring that we have, because it's okay to be pissed off. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be, you know, it's not okay to hurt someone. It's (sighs) not okay to be disrespectful or, you know, but if you're feeling angry, that's okay to feel it. It's yeah. okay to feel
0: it's necessary you know, to frustrated. feel
1: frustrated. It. It's exactly it's a, and so it's been um a, a game changer for me to to really start accepting what I'm feeling. And I've just to the point now where we have it on our little uh smart home device that will I have reminders set and it's like since we're all home, mm-hmm. um, nine AM, twelve PM, and three PM. Um you know, the Alexa will go off and it'll say, check, you know, check into your body Mm -hmm. and we'll just all stop and kind of take stock of where we're feeling. If we're feeling angry, then we're feeling angry. And we sit with it. I don't ever, you know, tell my kids like I I have, I have told them because I, this is, I'm still learning. I'm I'm talking like I've been doing this forever, but I not, it's not like I have, Um, you know, it's okay to be angry, but let's sit with it. Mm -hmm. And often when we sit with it, instead of fight it, it just goes away. Mm-hmm. It may take a little bit, but it, it'll go away eventually. So um, just creating that habit of checking in, even if that means setting a reminder on your phone mm-hmm. or whatever, I yeah. think is a great way to start. Absolutely. Um, and obviously the sleep, the sleep and the food. I, I, I feel like those are whole separate IG topics anyway,
2: mm-hmm. but ensuring yeah.
1: <laughs> protecting your sleep, protecting the type of food you eat, um, and not every every type of uh, diet is gonna be right for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to really get into that here, but, you know, be mindful of how powerful those things can be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we have a little over 10 minutes, so I, I want to talk um, a little bit about dentistry. And for anybody that has questions that, that may not have seen in the beginning, like I said, after this um, live ends, I'm going to uh, just a couple minutes after jump into another live with Seema where we're going to do a quick Q&A, maybe 10 minutes or so. Um, so you feel free to ask any questions, or um, just jump into the next live and um, ask the questions there. So, um, what are some of the overall health benefits um, from practicing proper oral hygiene that, that um, you, you talk to people about?
1: Um, well, first of all, there's you're gonna have. Less caries, right? Less pain, less. Um, you you the ability to eat well because you are taking care of those teeth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're gonna. I think a lot of a lot of us now know the the heavy link between um, diabetes, stroke, hyperlipidemia, all of those systemic conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I the the um, was it Ayurvedology that said it yeah. the best. I feel like you know digestion starts with your hands. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like really if, if we're taking care of, of how we eat as far as with our food and, and what we eat and how we clean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, you're really going to help that, that mouth is your gateway to the rest of your body. I, so that's exactly
0: can, what I say to people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and like he, you said that, that, um, Roberto had said that when we, when we see the food. And we, we I mean, we start salivating when you and you start and if you start touching the food and I'm not saying I necessarily eat with my hands all the time. But I right. absolutely don't. But um, again, that's more of a cultural thing. But either way, when we see the food, I mean, our, our stomachs start preparing for that food. Right. So, I mean, right. that that really is the, the beginning of the digestive Process Uh, right. So even
1: smelling it, I mean, you don't even with your hands, fine, but you're still using your nose, your eyes, all of of your senses, the crackling or whatever. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, So, are there any specific tips that do you give the patients um, about oral hygiene and things that they can do at home that um, maybe people struggle with, things like that?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. um, So, I don't know what you do personally, but I actually advocate for people to brush before breakfast.
0: Okay. I, that's, that's what food. I do.
1: Yeah. I mean, A, it just makes the food taste better.
0: Well, there's that. But, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I no,
1: no, no. I mean, I, I think you and I are kind of on the same page because yeah. this is what you do too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but it's, you know, when you sleep at night, you have a lot of dry mouth that happens because you're mouth breathing and, you know, you don't need to secrete that much saliva, which means that the bacteria have a better environment in which to grow. and mm-hmm. then, So there's more bacteria in your mouth when you wake up in the morning. Um, and then when you eat that food. The more bacteria, you know, they metabolize, especially if you're eating a, a breakfast high in sugars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, they're metabolizing those sugars and then creating this acid burst as a part of their, you know, their metabolism, which then, uh, as you well know, you know, softens the enamel and mm-hmm. then um, puts you at at increased risk for caries and things like that. Yeah. Um. So you know, by by removing that amount of bacteria before you eat, there's less bacteria to cause that pH drop. Mm -hmm. And also I know people tend to want to like when, especially people that have when they throw up or whatever, um, people, they, they eat breakfast and then they rush off to brush their teeth and then they're out the door. Well, your body has not had a chance to bring that pH of your, of your mouth back Mm -hmm. up to where your enamel can reharden. Right. So they say a minimum of 20 minutes, I Mm -hmm. always say 30 just because you want to be sure.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, How many people have time to eat breakfast? and then wait Wait an additional 30 minutes (laughs) to then do a a two to three minute meticulous oral hygiene routine. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not happening. So if you do brush right after, you're brushing away all that protective enamel Um, and then you wonder why you get cavities. And and that's really what
0: the microbiome is, all those different bacteria and things and how it, like what you were saying, how um, um, stabilizing the, the oral microbiome or the bacterial load that's in your mouth before versus after brushing makes a big difference.
1: Right. Right. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing I always say is, um, brush before breakfast and then, you know, rinse, rinse with water or something. Don't, you know, if you feel like you need to kind of clean up, wait that 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. um, floss once a day. And I prefer like actual floss instead of the floss picks. I feel like it's going to, you're going to be able to wrap around that tooth better. hundred
0: percent. And I Um, I don't know why some people are told otherwise, but I mean, I understand when people, if the, the, the dexterity of it, they can't, do it or or whatever then I totally understand Um, but there's there's no substitute for regular floss for anybody that's curious whether it's a water pick or any of the other gadgets there's just no substitute for it you you create more tension with your hands you have more capabilities with your hands so anybody that's wondering just floss
1: (laughs) and there is a there is a how to floss highlight on my page oh very um, cool I talk about which fingers to use because a lot of people want to use these Mm -hmm. and that's not going to be your your best bet so awesome um,
0: awesome awesome um, so, and just briefly, re- restate because I know, I know you, you mentioned it before, what are some of the most common systemic conditions that are linked to, with oral disease? Uh,
1: diabetes, uh, heart attacks. I think for pregnant women, it's the, the premature delivery, low birth weight. Mm-hmm. Um, those are just the top ones that come to mind.
0: Uh, yeah, can... and in addition, I, I, I've read some, some papers on um, Alzheimer's being linked to, yes, to bacterial infections. That too. Um, even some cancers, which was, um, somewhat, uh, su- surprising that because I- I'm like, why haven't I heard about that? I mean, and I'm not talking about oral cancer. I'm talking about cancers in, uh, in other parts of the body, like the pancreas and things Interesting. like that. Um, and, and how the microbiome of our mouth actually affects the microbiome of different organs and right. things like that. Right. Um, so, and I would say,
1: too, you know, the, the, the oral mucosa is the most uh, absorptive surface in your body. Mm-hmm. Be cautious about what you're putting, you know, in your mouth as far as the type of toothpaste um, or the type of food or whatever it may be. I mean, mm-hmm. just because you're spitting it out does not mean you're not absorbing it. 100%. So,
0: and you And everybody knows that that residue stays in their mouth. You can taste it. I mean, and it's right. there for probably at least an hour, I would, I would imagine. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's still there to be absorbed and you're and you're swallowing it, whether you if you and especially if you eat after you brush right i mean then then obviously you're, you're just going to be swallowing whatever's left in there exactly um, so um i do want to start the closing because we have about five minutes um and like i said everybody if you just joined in and you didn't hear me before we are going to start another live just a couple minutes after this for a quick q a and some other things we didn't really get to touch on um but what I want to close with you, Seema, is if you could only share three things that people should start implementing into, into their life immediately to improve their health, what would they be? Sleep, mm-hmm. drink
1: lots of water, um, carry a reusable bottle, water bottle around with you. If you need to if water bores you, um, you know, infuse it with a little bit of mint, like mint, fresh mint leaves, mm-hmm. not the mio, yeah. you know, process nonsense. Um, sleep, uh, Sleep, water, and, and really just take some time for yourself to do, do whatever it is that's going to make you be that better version of yourself mm-hmm. so that you can serve others with a full well rather than trying to serve from a dry well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's you great. deserve to be
1: the best version of yourself.
0: 100%. 100%. Um, so just give us a quick recap um, uh, about you, some of the things, because I know you're doing some things online as well um, where, yeah. where you're talking to some different doctors. Um and uh, like if that's a new project that you're doing best ways to get in touch with you if anybody that wants to reach out to you social media website anything like that
1: yeah so my website is simasaznamaste.com um right now my instagram handle is um says um and then as far as things that i'm doing with other other uh, doctors right now i'm doing a four part mini series called mindfully nourished with dr sapriya rao it's every wednesday at 8 p.m. central where we talk about um, food, how we consume it, and um, just our attitude towards it and, and how it's not just what you eat, it's how you eat. Um, so check that out. Uh, some of the, some of those are going to be on my page. Uh, the ones that are recorded on her page are obviously going to be on her IPTV. <laughs> um, and her handle is at gutsygirlmd. Um, another one that I'm doing that's ongoing is uh, Tooth Talks with the superhero dentist, Dr. Deep Cha. Uh, who's a pediatric and we just uh, we've only done one episode where we we talked about toothpaste. That mm-hmm. was a whole. It's a great episode to check out. It's also on my IGTV tab, um, and we're going to be doing one this Thursday about fluoride. Awesome. So yeah, if you guys um, have the time, it's going to be Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, and then every other week we do Mindful Monday with um, Shivangi Rao. Her her handle is at Rowdy Recipes, and we do just a weekly quick meditation uh, for those that are new to meditation and need some help getting started.
0: Beautiful. That's awesome. Well, again, thank you very much. I really appreciate you coming on here. Again, we are going to jump over to another live right after this one because this cuts us off at an hour and um, we're going to do a quick Q&A and maybe discuss a couple other topics that we didn't really get to, to discuss on here in this live. Um, but I want to thank everybody for coming in and watching. I really, really appreciate you being here um, yes. and taking your, your Saturday um, to, to come and watch this. And if you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, please message me. I'm always open to suggestions. If there's anybody that you would like to see on the show, I'm more than happy to reach out to them. Um, You can check out all the previous episodes on my YouTube channel or my website. The website is www.mindful.doctor. And on YouTube, it's just the name of the show, The Art of Mindful Medicine. Um, Again, Instagram Live on Saturdays at noon Eastern. And as always, I, I end with a quote. Um so this quote is from Plato. Um uh, there are two things a person should never be angry at. What they can help and what they cannot. So I, again thank you all for coming out Not here and watching yeah, me too. It's really cool. um and as always stay awesome, stay mindful. And again people that are already in here, I know there's a few of you guys um feel free ask questions. Um I already wrote one of the questions down, but I just want to talk about a couple other things that Seaman and I had um Discussed a little bit first, Um, but as you write your questions in, I'm going to write them down. We are definitely going to answer them, so please do, Um, and don't be shy. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just please ask. Um, That's what we're here for. That's why I'm doing this, so to to help people with whether it's a silly question or something they're confused about, whatever it is. Um, So I know I know Sima, we were talking about the oral microbiome and some of the the health benefits and things like that, Um, and why is it that you you feel, or why do you feel that the people? I and mean, obviously, I can only speak in the United States. Um, that's where I've the only place I've lived. <laughs> um, why do you think we're not properly educated on oral health?
1: Well, there's a lot of money yeah. in keeping people sick,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I say that uh, being married to medicine, and I don't believe that that's how a lot of physicians practice. Of certainly. course not. Yeah, yeah. Like we're all you know. But again, we're a product of our system. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, um, a lot of it too is, you know, like I was talking to a family member and we're not we're not just, we're not supported as providers to spend time, we're, A, we're not given the education ourselves, but B, we're not given the time. RVUs are a big deal, production is a big deal. And it's again, walking that line of serving the patient versus being efficient with your time. And, um, you know, when someone's pre-diabetic, it, we have to we have to make time to invest in, and talk about all these things we can do to help them go down that path. Mm-hmm. And not well not a, we won't always get everyone, but it's a lot easier for a lot of these people that are practicing you know in lower socioeconomic neighborhoods or you know with given populations, um, or even people that you know are well off. like people that are well off, they don't have the time to be in the doctor's office, so yeah. they don't want to hear it. They just want, yeah. A quick fix, right? Yeah. Like, just give me the pill, and I want to be out of here. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, just put me on that foreman because that's easier than me being mindful and trying to change something, mm-hmm. so I don't have to go down this path at all.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I get it, uh, and it's, And again, it goes back to what we had been talking about the the cultural imbalance. I mean, right. and we live in a world, and I'm especially growing up. I was very much a part of it, um, being an athlete, instant gratification. Yeah. I mean. We, I wanted results now. I wanted to be the best Oops. now. I want to do all these things now, and it takes time, and yeah. um, it's it's a humbling process. And I think it's really necessary for um, maturity purposes <clears throat> to to learn that. Um, so yeah, and, and again, like you were saying, it's not all. It's not. Yes, I'm I'm sure there's a wide um, range of medical practitioners, um, and they're all along the spectrum, and. Right. Some people just want to focus on the reps and what they can do to, to get more kickbacks and money and things like that, whereas some people really, really focus on doing things the right way and just focus on their patience. and um, they don't make as much money. But, I mean, in my opinion, in the end, I mean, that's not really what we're here for. Money's a man-made right. thing, and, and we're seeing right now with the crisis that we're going through how um, the financial... Um, structure that, that we've created is very easily, um, altered and, um, shaken, um, to its core. So, um, it, it's really, really important. Um, yeah. And, and, and I want
1: to say too, sorry. Go no, ahead. go
0: ahead. No, no, no. I, um, what I
1: was, what I really feel is it's important, you know, as much as we talk about mindfulness for our patients and for ourselves, um, you know, as just people, mm-hmm. not as healthcare providers, I believe that mindfulness should be a standard of care in medicine. hundred percent. End of story. hundred um, percent. I know for a lot of people um, you go in, we all battle ego, mm-hmm. right? We all battle this desire to be heard, to be validated, mm-hmm. to see success with, with, I want you, when you come into my office seeking my help, I want you to do exactly as I say, and exactly how I say to do it. And I want you to come back and even, and I want you to do all these things. And I also think it's inexcusable for it to not work, right? Because that would mean I'm wrong. <laughs> Right. It's a, so, you must
0: have done something wrong if this didn't work.
1: It, 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 right. Exactly. And and we are all guilty of that uh-huh. in some form or fashion. This is not a place of judgment. I don't say that out of judgment. I'm you know trying to work as best as I can with ahimsa, nonviolence. Um, but it is you know I I really believe that if we can get these med students, these college students, these kids at kindergarten, preschool, these kids can meditate. Oh, these yeah. kids. They can do it. My own kids, I've taught them, yeah. and there it's going to be a lifelong practice. There's days they don't do it. There's days they get mad. There's days I get mad. Mm-hmm. But if we try, we can change the world. But oh, yeah. it has to start with us. Uh
0: huh. A hundred percent. It's the little decisions that we make that add up to those big changes. Hundred percent. Right. So, um, and again, it's just something that kind of we have to start, and it's it has started. I mean, there's definitely been that that kind of movement, and. We just have to continue to infuse it into the culture and into our youth, because as we're seeing today, I mean, there, there's a lot of a lot of things going on, and the older generations are the ones that are really being affected by the things going on in the world right now. So sure. our, our our younger sure. our youth are, are really our strength and our future. So if we right. can teach them to be right. better than we are, and how right. better than how we were taught, just the the possibilities are absolutely endless. I mean, I think. We, we as human beings have the capacity, an endless capacity for, for knowledge and creation and community. And th- the more and more we, we bring that to each other, um, just even as small as doing little things like this, I mean, the more that we do that, the better our future for our, our youth is going to be, 100%. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, so let's see, what else did we not talk about? Um, one thing, and again, to anybody that's watching, please ask your questions, write, write them down and, and we will definitely get to them. Um, what do you feel about teeth whitening?
1: I mean, I did it.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I've done it I too. I did it
1: for my wedding when I, you know, back when I drank soda and everything else. Um, have I thought about one? Like, do I want to do it now? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I do want to, but I, I'm looking into more natural alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um from what I've read, citrus oils like lemon and orange are great for brightening. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I have not done much research. It's just stuff I've kind of heard and I haven't had time to look at. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of an individual choice. I don't believe in these, uh, you know, Zoom, you know, one stop, like, let's whiten your teeth, <laughs> let's straighten your teeth, and you don't need a doctor. That is... Uh,
0: oh, that whole side. I didn't even think about that. That whole side of things. It's like bo- it's Smile Direct Club and all these things. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I should be n- n- um, <laughs> like naming one particular brand, but that's just the one that comes to mind. But all of those brands where they, where you're not fully under the care of a doctor, I can't. I completely um, dismiss and, do- right. and and there's just no credibility there.
1: Right. I will never, ever, ever advocate anyone going and doing one of these zooms or whatever out out. You know, whatever. In, oh, in and the mall, like in the malls and things like that. Oh my God, it's things. terrible. Gonna, yeah um the toothpaste i would invite any of you that's listening um head on over to my page and listen to tooth talks episode one the one mm-hmm. about toothpaste um we talk about a lot of harmful ingredients that are in things like colgate crest these brands that we grew up with and mm-hmm. love and trust and you know surprise surprise sponsor a lot of lunch and learns for dental students <laughs> when we're going oh, yeah. through right um a, a lot of this brightening it's uh, the toothpaste and things are they're very abrasive. Uh, A lot of them are plastic, they're going to the oceans and polluting, you know, our our ocean life. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, invariably it comes back to us as far as our own health. Mm -hmm. So I would use caution. I feel like just stick to whole natural foods, avoid sipping on things like coffees all day and and such. And, you know, smoking obviously is a a big uh, one to avoid. There's lots of things you can do naturally Mm -hmm. and preventively uh, to avoid needing that whitening, but Again, to each their own and whatever you decide to do, I suggest that you do it with the guidance of um, uh, a physician or, or a, a physician, not the doctor, mm-hmm. that actually knows what they're doing, a dentist that knows what they're doing and one that you
0: trust. Yeah, and, and what I'm, I've worked at several several different private practices and whitening um, is something that is definitely, um, in my experience, pushed on people. Um, and how do you feel about the, the amount of hydrogen peroxide and carbamide peroxide and all these things that, that are in um, the whitening, because people want to whiten their teeth like three, four times a year. Right. And I mean, I've done, a, well, these, you're not a, good enough
1: a, the way you are, right? <laughs> you're never good enough the way you are. Change it. Cause you're not good enough.
0: Yeah. I mean that, that well yeah, that's a whole other dimension to it for sure. Right. Um, but I mean, de- speaking, um, physically, it's very, it's also very detrimental to our teeth to do these things.
2: Yes. Um,
0: yeah. and people don't really understand I mean, first of all, hydrogen peroxide is toxic. I mean, we, yes. it, it is not, it is not it is caustic to our tissues. It's really not right. something that's supposed to uh, be in our bodies. Um, right. I mean, right. I, I've heard of people rinsing with it. Um, and obviously it's an ingredient and of, I can't really blame them. It's an ingredient in things that we use. So it's like, yeah. obviously they think it's okay to put it in their mouth. Um, right. but Here's it's the most
1: absorptive surface of their body, right? Yeah. yeah. And
0: it, it's the, it's the proportion of it too. I mean, the percentage of hydrogen peroxide or carbon peroxide in a lot of whitening products, Makes a humongous difference as to not only obviously the results, but how it affects your body and the tissues. And like you said, it's very absorptive and what goes on in the body. So um,
1: I think it's interesting now that you say that because I remember going through dental school and being told, like, yeah, you know, sensitivity is a normal side effect. (laughs) If that happens to you or a patient that is using, you know, the whitening products, just tell them, oh, it's normal maybe back off a little bit, maybe use a little less, or you do it a little less often, you'll eventually, you know, the, the, uh, what is it the, the saying, the turtle wins the race, like it's, it's the, the slow and steady wins yeah, the race sort exactly. of thing. Um, just keep at it though. And now I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, <laughs> if your teeth are sensitive, it's because your body's pissed off at you and is saying stop bot, like stop, just yeah, stop.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, you know, there's that too.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if you want your teeth to be whiter. Generally, I mean, if you're, if you're going to resort to whitening your teeth, maybe do it once a year. But a year, beyond that, right. I mean, pay attention to what you're eating and drinking. Um, right. Smoking, which I obviously don't advocate, is, is definitely um, one of the biggest causes of tooth staining. So is coffee. But tea is number one. Um, yeah. So just, And tea
1: is supposed to be healthy, right? Like a good source of fluoride and <laughs> all these antioxidants and whatever, but yeah. um, you can't be sipping on it all day.
0: Yeah, definitely so. not all day. Um, so speaking of, of fluoride, and you were talking about toothpaste and things like that, um, what, what's your opinion on fluoride toxicity? And then also uh, one thing I do want to um, mention is um, mercury toxicity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm honestly still doing my research. I'm undoing that, that neural um, programming mm-hmm. that has been, you know, done in, in dental school. And not that I think it's wrong. I think that I need to just, I have not myself done the research. hmm I'm in the process actually because of the Tooth Talks episode that's going to be airing on Thursday. Um, but one thing that I have been made aware of, um, I, I practice geriatric dentistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my career has been geriatrics and doing uh, dentistry in the mobile setting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to caution, You know, uh, osteoporosis is such a big thing in that population where, you know, where also dental caries is prevalent because xerostomia is a side effect of all these multitude of medications that mm-hmm. these patients tend to be on. Um, and so people want to push fluoride. Well, fluoride can, you know, cause brittle bones 100%. more so than people realize. And teeth, <laughs> and teeth, right? Like so, we we want to be careful, you know, in children because we don't want to develop, you know, hypofluorosis or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, but it, for geriat- the geriatric population, um, there is something too. Uh, fluoride is definitely the subject of dental caries is again a multifactorial one, just mm-hmm. like. Uh, a lot of other things. I think it has a lot more to do with your diet than mm-hmm. whether or not your toothpaste and mouth rinse is fluoridated or not.
0: Yeah. And that, that's what it, it ultimately comes down to. I mean, first of all, from the, the readings and things that, that I've, um, that I've done is before fluoride was put into the water systems and things like that, it wasn't even properly researched to be perfectly right. honest from what I understand. Um, right. and it's listed on the FDA's website as a neurotoxin. So, I mean, when, when, when you have something like that and then you see it in not just, again, this, and this is the cumulative problem, not, not just that it's in one, one area like toothpaste or something like that. It's that it's in toothpaste. It's in a multitude of dental products like dental cements and um, polishing paste and things like that. But it's also in our, like I said, the water supply. It's in soil. It's found in different foods and things like that. So, it's the cumulative effect of that because what people don't really understand is on a... Um, a chemical level how these different chemicals influence our cell cellular structures and how the, the the molecules that we need in our body to create for example like healthy teeth and bones are interfered with by these toxins so it, it's the again it's just the cumulative effect of them um, and right. that's why so, i think it's people really need to be aware of it
1: exactly i mean i'm not gonna i, I want to be careful in saying that you know Fluoride is never the answer. I'm not gonna say that it's always the answer. Mm-hmm. It is always going to be a multifactorial case-by-case situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it starts with, you know, there's, there is such a thing as too much.
0: Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, some of the, I don't remember exactly how it was worded, but one of the, the studies that I had been reading is that fluoride actually, it makes the teeth more resistant to an acidic environment Right. but it doesn't actually strengthen our teeth it can actually replace some of the, um, the minerals and things that are supposed to be in our teeth whether right. it's calcium right. fluoride and th- I mean uh, calcium right. phosphorus and things like that um, right. so and that can in turn like you said like it affects the bones it, it affects the, the hydroxyapatite structure in that's found in teeth right. and bones that's what makes our teeth and bones very hard um, so it interferes with things like that right um, so yeah. it's and really, increased
1: density does not mean that it's not going to be still prone to to brittle. Like brittle is a yeah. very different factor than density. Yeah. So
0: uh, there's again, it, yeah, like you're saying, it's just very important for people to to understand. It, there's a time and a place for all of these different things. Just like versus Eastern Western versus medicine, uh, Western medicine, there's a time and a place for these different things, and they all have their purpose. I mean, someone with carries on every tooth or most of their teeth. Yes, fluoride is probably <laughs> a good option for them because it, it, again, like I said, it reduces the um, effect of the acidity in their mouths on their teeth. But right. again, you can go back to the source of it. Why do they have such an acidic environment in their mouth? Right. So that's really the, the, if you want to call it a cure, I mean, if you want to look into people's habits, what they eat, what they drink, things like that, I mean, that affects the pH of our saliva. Right. So um, but with the toothpaste that you guys, um, in tooth talks, what you were talking about, what, what were some of the things that you pointed out, um, with the toothpaste? Cause I know the first question we had is if there's a toothpaste that you recommend for kids.
1: Oh yeah. Um, well, so things you want to avoid are things like, and this is not specific to toothpaste, mm-hmm. um, but this is. You know, where Dennis talking about it. So um, SLS, sodium lauryl sulfate, and so- sodium laureth sulfate, mm-hmm. SLES. Um, it's it's an ingredient that is totally not necessary, but is added because in our minds we think if our toothpaste foams, that means we're doing a better job, <laughs> right? It's cleaning for me. And in reality, I almost feel like toothpaste is not necessary. What's necessary is you brushing. It's that mechanical action of you physically mm-hmm. removing the the microbiome from your that that pellicle from your tooth,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is why flossing is so important. Exactly. Um, so, and I still will advocate for the use of toothpaste because I've tried it without, and I just, I still like that minty feeling. Um, and I think that, you know, there's certainly no harm in using toothpaste as long as it's the appropriate one. Exactly. So SLS, SLES is something to look, uh, look for. Um, th- there was one claim that there's antifreeze in toothpaste. I want to be very clear. There is not antifreeze in toothpaste, but there is a component Uh, There's ethylene glycol and propylene glycol, which are main ingredients used in antifreeze. That is also present in toothpaste. The jury's kind of out about this one as far as whether it's actually harmful or not. But in my mind, if you're questioning it at all, stay away from it. There's no reason for you to ingest it. Yeah. Um, Any dyes, any uh, you know, there's a humectant. It's it's used as a humectant, is why why they put it in there. And um, there are alternatives.
0: Oh, 100% Uh, there's alternatives.
1: Yeah, there's alternatives. a couple other ones are uh, parabens. Parabens are a big one because mm-hmm. they're meant to preserve, right? They're in your makeup, they're in your lotion, they're in your shampoos, they're in they're in a lot of things that we don't really think about because they're big name brought brands sold in big box stores. <laughs> um, and parabens, again, none of this stuff is definitively carcinogenic or or you know harmful specifically in a direct link way. But there was a 2004, I believe, British study of women. and it was it's a very, an N of a very small number, only 20. But in 19 of these women, I believe uh, that had breast cancer, parabens were or, I'm mixing it up now, the details are leaving me. But my point was they found uh, parabens being in the un- unaltered state. In these tumors. Mm-hmm. So, what that leads you to believe is parabens are not something that can be metabolized by the body. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, it's like anything, when you build up enough of it, it's gonna, your body's gonna get mad and, mm-hmm. you know, potentially develop something like cancer. So, 100%. Um, you know, and again, it's not an end all be all. A lot of these c- ingredients are um, also environmentally in nature not the, the most friendly um, as far as the manufacturing practice or pra- uh, manufacturing process or harvesting process. Um, so, there's that to consider too. Uh, a lot of, I personally, I love young living oils, I have essential mm-hmm. oils. I use them literally every day. <laughs> Are you, me too? Yeah. <laughs> me too. I, I think that they, um, you know, I use them for my skin. I uh-huh. use them, you know, and, and I don't use them for every single thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I would advise anyone with children to be very, 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 very cautious mm-hmm. of essential oil use, especially when you're ingesting them with yes. kids. 100%. Um, But I would say, you know, diffusing them around. Uh, My kids use the Young Living toothpaste that is for for children. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband and I use the Thieves version. I was going to
0: say the Thieves one, I've seen I haven't tried it yet. I love Thieves. I love it. I love the Thieves. So, I mean,
1: (laughs) yeah, no, I mean, I I love it. I think that it it definitely is something to get used to because it's not, like I said, it doesn't foam. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of feel like. My lips stick to my teeth more, so I'm kind of like, as I'm falling asleep, I'm kind of like moving my lips around to make sure that I, I just don't <laughs> like that, that feeling. But I personally, and this is not a research base, this is not anything, I have felt like I am developing less of a pellicle, uh, uh, like a less less plaque when I floss. Yeah, it's yeah. just not there as much anymore. My son used to get ulcers all the time when he wasn't sleeping well. Hmm. Um, once a month at least, and poor guy for two weeks would be miserable. He has not yeah. had a single ulcer since okay. switching. That's awesome. Um, so, so they have they, a
0: kids' toothpaste separate. From they have the kids'
1: sense. One. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So um, there's also the other brands. Oh, the kids' sense. Yes, Jack that's and like and the and
0: line, line for kids. The line. I just I didn't realize it was they had a tooth. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so then there's also Hello, which available is available at Target and um, Jack and Jill. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some other ones that are that are listed um in the tooth talks episode
0: great so, um one thing i mean i would definitely like um you what's the other doctor's name that you said you're that you do tooth uh talks
1: dr with? deep Shah.
0: deep shot and so, his
1: handle is at the, the superhero dentist yes
0: that's right because i do i do follow him and i believe he follows me as well um he's definitely someone i want to connect with because um one brand that i've recently connected with and and you can um find it out on my on my page um because i'm I actually decided to be an ambassador for them because I thought it was a really cool brand was, um, Risewell. Um, and what they, they it's a, it's fluoride free. And what they've done is they use hydroxyapatate as the, as the main remineralizing ingredient rather than fluoride. And it's an all natural yeah. product. It's safe enough to eat. Um, and I mean, research wise, I mean, hydroxyapatate has been used in Japan for like for 40 years as their gold standard. So, right, um, right. and, and for just seeing the, those few things, I mean, like this is a great option. And then they sent me some, I like it a lot. I think it's great and they have a kid's and it's flavored. So the, the, the adult is the mint and they have a kid's that's flavored as cake batter. And oh, nice. to be perfectly honest, my girlfriend's son fell in love with it. I mean, he, huh. it's always, obviously, you know, the kids, it's, it can be a battle to get them to brush their teeth. Right. He didn't. He wouldn't stop brushing his teeth. I think the first time he tried it, he was he had the toothbrush in his mouth for like ten minutes.
1: Wow! <laughs> but it's like all natural. Like yeah. There's no dyes. There's no. I, I don't.
0: I don't um, believe there's yeah. anything. I think it's all natural. I have to double check the ingredients again because I just don't have it right in front of me. Yeah. But when I was looking at it, I, those were things I was looking for. Um, yeah. So and and the, their their motto is literally it's safe enough to eat. So, okay. um, not not that I oh. recommend it, but um, it, yeah, it, it's because for a lot of different reasons, but it is a safer product and i found that i like it a lot that the flavor after my like you said that that biofilm that plaque that builds up i personally found that it doesn't build up and my teeth feel so much smoother after using yeah. the, after using it and it's great yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, and i have
1: noticed um there's supposedly there are studies about uh thieves and and periodontitis as far mm-hmm. as being a good um antimicrobial yeah. agent to use in the prevention and the um the treatment of periodontitis conjunctively of course with routine scaling and root planing <laughs> and so on and so forth.
0: Um, cause I think, cause it has clove oil in it and, and clove is yeah. supposed to be it's a, a very yeah. antibacterial and things like that, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, were, were there any other um, recommendations or, or anything that, that stand out to you that um, people, that you guys uh, discussed in that Tooth Talk episode when it comes to toothpaste and things like
1: that? Um, no, the, the amount of toothpaste. I think it's important to be cautious of the marketing here um, mm-hmm. because of the, the propylene glycol um, the humectants and things, the parabens that are often found in these toothpastes. If you look at the, um, if you look at the way, like a picture of, of toothpaste, when they advertise it, it's on this toothbrush and it's this big, the entire
0: thing, strip, yeah,
1: right? Um, I always, whether you're using Colgate crust, whatever, or a, um, an all natural alternative, I suggest, um, that people really reconsider, Um, how much you're using. Mm -hmm. You really only need a pea-sized amount. Um, For children, I would even say half a pea-sized amount, Mm -hmm. Uh, just because you you just really don't need that much. they want you to they want you to use as much as you can because then you, then you need to use it up and you buy more but <laughs> um and and the all natural alternatives also i will say for those of you that are, are wishing to switch over or considering switching it's not going to taste the same it's not going to feel the same texture wise yeah definitely. because of the lack of stuff it's going to be more like a gel mm-hmm. um, which is good too because it's going to get better in between your teeth and things anyway but um, just be cautious of. There's going to be a, an acclimation period there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and everybody has their 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 palate, like we were talking about before. Um, that that it, it you adapt. And right. I mean, it, it's really important to just look at the ingredients, to the things that you're using. And um, yeah. I know you you, you like eco friendly things. And I think the the tube of toothpaste. It's also really important to to make sure that that's actually recyclable or yeah. or um, biodegradable at least. Or, or, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: That's one thing I still haven't found. Um, I have to
0: look. I feel like, I feel like Roswell's brand was, at, I mean, at least recyclable, but I, I have to look if it's compostable or something. I don't think it was compostable, but I think it was, it was definitely yeah. recyclable and things like that. I'll, let, yeah. I'll definitely let you know about that one. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate everybody coming in here. I don't see any other questions. Let me just check back again. Oh, there was one, another one. Um, so effects of oral products, for example, like toothpaste on the tongue. Are there any are there any effects that stand out with the tongue?
1: Uh, I mean, again, like the the SLS SLES is a known skin irritant. Mm-hmm. So if you are prone to um, if you have leaky gut, if you have IBS, if you have um, all of these, you know, these things, or if you're just like my kid, right, who just gets ulcers a lot, mm-hmm. um, you, your tongue is very highly absorptive, and so you may find like a little burning, a little tingling. Um, with I can't say that definitively again because these are just. Everything is such a multifactorial problem. Mm -hmm. There is no black and white. Um, It could be, you know, a vitamin deficiency. It could be. uh, I also advise like we call them. um, I'm going to try to think of the English word tongue scrapers. Yeah. Um, But, you know, that's really important for people to, I feel, to to get rid of that. If you're at least, you know, if you're brushing, that's great. But I feel like tongue scrapers really get back there and get Mm -hmm. all that gunk off. Um, You might find that your food tastes better or or you know you might see that your mucosa is less inflamed just mm-hmm. because all um, that stuff isn't stuck on there.
0: I mean I think a lot of people um, might but as not far as really... direct... No, sorry. Go yeah,
1: ahead. no. No, I just think as, as far as direct effect I don't really have a lot to say that I feel comfortable standing it's up to yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I understand that. Um, but again anything that is known to be toxic in any way, I mean when it's on a, a sensitive surface of tissue like the tissues in your mouth and tongue and things like that, I mean it's going to have some sort of an effect. Right. Um, and like you were saying, it is also very, very, and I see this with a lot of patients. It's extremely important that people actually either brush or, or use a tongue scraper because the, the majority of bacteria in our mouth is on our tongue right. and, and people don't realize that. And there are, you can get infections of in your tongue and different things like that. And I mean, if anybody has any questions about that, you can just Google black, hairy tongue and um, you're probably not going to be thrilled at what you see. So don't, mm-hmm. if you, if you're, if you have a, uh, um, a, a queasy stomach or anything like that, don't look up pictures, but I mean, there are a lot of, uh, disorders that can arise from not taking care of, uh, your tongue in particular. Um, right. how often should a water irrigator water pick? Um, so John is asking how, how often, uh, you would recommend using a water pick or using it all, or in addition to what?
1: Again, um. I'm, I'm not, you know, I, without knowing specifically your like your periodontal state, meaning mm-hmm. like the state of your gums and your bone height, your pockets around your teeth, it's hard for me to definitively say I would, uh, for in terms of prevention, I, I don't believe in any of these like mechanical, buy this and you know, whatever. Floss is your best friend and it's mm-hmm. not going to be the picks, it's going to be the actual thread, traditional floss you're going to need about an arm's length. Um, there's a highlight on my page on how to floss. Mm-hmm as far as which fingers to use and the mechanism by which you need to, what you're looking for when you're trying to floss. So if you, I invite you to check that out. Um, I will say if you have something like a wisdom tooth coming in and you've got this flap of gum and you're Mm -hmm. not sure, you know, whether you're going to take it out or not, or what, you know, or sometimes if people, they have uh, gum disease periodontitis, and they have deeper pockets flossing is not going to physically be able to Mm -hmm. get all the way down in there. And so in that case, uh, I would again use it as a, uh, not as a replacement for floss, an additional step, to, um, you know, do twice a day and get in there in in those pockets to in an attempt to to get flush everything out. Mm-hmm. But it's not anything that I would recommend uh, as anyone needing if provided your gums are healthy I, uh, and you have the manual dexterity to to use floss. Yeah, I I,
0: uh, I completely agree with you. That's exactly what I tell patients. I mean, people always ask me about a water pick. And I said that it's, if that's something you're interested in, you want, that's great, but it's not a substitute for floss. I, I think it's, a, it's like you said, it's great to use in addition to, um, and I think that's, uh, really important for people to understand that there is no substitute for just good old fashioned floss.
1: Right. Or if you have braces, I think, and that's not one that I yeah. have experience with. I never had braces, but I'm sure like my son's going to need them. I, I plan on being the one in there being the, the, you know, I'm, I'm going to be on a, constantly to make sure that things are clean, Yeah, it's really but that's, that's maybe one other area where I would feel like, okay, maybe a water pick might be helpful.
0: Yeah. I think a water pick, it would definitely be helpful in those situations. It's just, there's no substitute for that, um, physical or mechanical flossing and actually cleaning the sides of the tooth where your toothbrush just cannot get, especially when you're wearing, when you have braces on. Um, and I know that can be annoying for especially kids. I mean, I remember I did have braces and I remember how annoying the, the floss letters are and, um, it, every freaking tooth, I get it. It can, take, it can take you like a solid 10, 15 minutes to floss. And when you're yeah. a kid, you, 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 don't do anything that you don't want to do for 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> so, exactly. That's a uh, long time for a kid. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah. It, but it is extremely important. So like you said, moms, dads, definitely be on top of them with that kind of stuff, because yeah. it, if for nothing else, it's just going to end up costing you more money <laughs> and, and exactly. you're, and you're paying so you're for them to have the braces on. So
1: exactly exactly and i will say the other thing too is i see a lot of people send their kids off to brush their teeth um this has nothing to do with the water pick or anything but just since we're talking about it real quick um you know at what age do you let your kids brush on their own
2: mm-hmm. oh, i think it depends
1: one. on you know my, my daughter started brushing independently what we did was all right once a day like i know it's about a control thing and instilling confidence can you do this or not once a day in the morning since typically you're running off to school and stuff you will be responsible for brushing. Mom or dad will check your teeth. If it's not good enough, you get sent back upstairs before mm-hmm. you can eat. Um, and that is explained, of course, with love ahead of time. Mm-hmm. They understand all of that good stuff. Um, and we're never withholding food as punishment, just to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as what age can you really trust them? I will tell you, my son is eight and a half. I still brush his teeth at night. Okay. Um, it's two minutes out of your day and you can do it. and it's and, and you know? like
0: people are like it's not it's not gross i mean it's it's, it's your kid i mean it's yeah, it's your you, kid exactly you, you ch- yeah, yeah. You, you have that's just something you need to do and obviously right. you being a dentist i mean you're more prone to like looking for things but right. I, I mean just do it for him it, it, it's right. necessary right. and, and right. again like
1: and it's it's not because they they are trying to do a bad job. It's it's a they're not mature enough to understand the implications.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, B they don't have the motor like the manual dexterity mm-hmm. to physically be able to do this well. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you are allowing Gatorade, sodas, oh, processed yeah. foods, please yeah. yeah, please go in and take the time to do it for them at least once a day. Um, it's going to cause you less pain in your wallet, and <laughs> you know as a parent seeing your child suffer. It's